0: throw, whoa!
1: Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Mailbag, a Rotoviz podcast. This is a November eighteenth episode, and we as always are dedicated to answering all of those fantasy football questions. I'm your host, Mike Randall. You can follow me on Twitter at Randall Rand, and today we have a guru, today we have a champion, today we have one of the foremost authorities in fantasy football, Jake Seely, joining us, the all-in kid on Twitter, senior writer for the athletic, does a fantastic job, bets media, and he is the Flex League's president who correctly told me at the end of Flex (laughs) Leagues this year, Mike, you got the best collection of backup quarterbacks in this super Flex League I've ever seen. (laughs) Follow him on Twitter at All In Kid. Jake is here. Jake, welcome back to the Mailbag. (laughs)
0: thank you for that yeah i'm excited also uh, somebody who's super excited for the best movie in the history forever i don't know if you saw the new trailer for the spider-man movie yesterday like i i i I wanted to stop watching it halfway through just because i was like i don't want to see anymore i just want to see it in theaters
1: it looks awesome man my son is totally into it we can't wait it looks fantastic jamie fox all the stuff it's gonna be amazing oh i'm so pumped it's gonna be awesome man and speaking of amazing You do phenomenal work, one of the best rankers in the industry. At The Athletic, yeah. Bet's Media now. Just talk about all the great stuff you got going on here because there's always something cooking at the Jake Seely household.
0: <laughs> it's also, and, and no sleep at the Jake Seely household. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> uh, The Athletic, as everybody probably knows, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the articles come out, rankings came out, did more fun rankings this week, ranked the best Halo multiplayer maps for everybody that wants to jump in and drop in your comments. Seems to be the most friendly ranks I've ever done. Most of the time, people just want to yell and scream at me for my fun ranks. And they're supposed to be fun rankings. but yeah, that's going on. And then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday as well. Bets Media, as you mentioned, the the podcast All in Football with Chris Meany on Mondays, uh, Lauren Carpenter Tuesdays, and Jeff Ratcliffe on Wednesdays. And then more stuff throughout the week, Thursday, Fridays, the weekend updates and answering everybody's thousand questions every single week, but it's just busy, but you know how it is. I'll sleep in what, February, whatever, whatever week the Super Bowl is, I'll sleep the week before that and the week after. And that's about it.
1: Yeah. I pretty much enjoy going down the shore with my family. Then when you send that flex leagues invitation, I know it's real for at least the next six to eight months. I'm balancing college (laughs) basketball now in fantasy. We'll sleep, whatever, man. It's a labor of love. It's, it's, it's amazing stuff, but all the work you do, especially bets media, which is new has been fantastic. A First question I want to ask you, you are one of the elite rankers in the industry. Without going into details, do you, do you balance model with your instinct? What's your normal process just overall as you go through the week? Because every week, Jake, you look at your rankings, fantasy pros, you are up at the top multi-year every year. So just curious, little mindset in to what your process is as you go through it.
0: Yeah, it's it's not you're not the first person that's asked. So basically what I do is I do my gut rankings first. And this is just like, you know, I don't go through and sit there and move every single person of like, oh, I would definitely start this person over this person. But it's kind of like my gut rankings. And then they run the projections. That's off their first projection. So the first projections. And this is why Wednesdays. Well, you'll see a change in some movement between Wednesday and Sunday because Wednesdays are first projections with the least amount of information. I mean, like because yep. there's a lot of, as you know, this pulling data from a lot of sites. Some of those sites don't update even until Wednesday afternoon just because yep. they're collecting more data and they're running there through everything. So it's off about, I would say, 60 percent of the information. And I run mm-hmm. those projections and then I go through them and I move people like. So I'll give you a perfect example. examples. like my projections from Tuesday night, last night while I'm running mine. Uh, you know, might not account for the fact that Damon Harris practiced. So Damon Harris is playing. But do I think Damon Harris is 100 yep. percent? So I'll manipulate that backfield to say, I think it could be a 60 40 split. And obviously, you know, that's not the full 100 percent. There's other people involved. But today's example is like the projections might pull through and have Stevenson at like 80 percent from the week before. So projections i run through then i update the projections again once we get all the sites and then i run through again like the final word is always i go through my rankings and say i don't like this i don't right. like that i don't agree with this i don't agree with this matchup it's not accounting for blank it's not accounting for injuries on the defense it's not accounting for hey the jaguars pass defense is actually should look pretty good two weeks in a row <laughs> now am i scared of them no but maybe i tweak things like that so it's projections first then my game knowledge, my watching football, and my years of experience, and then I manipulate them after that.
1: We've talked about this in the past. You are an accomplished poker player as well. You've enjoyed playing. And I think there's a very close similarity. You have to Mm -hmm. know the math, but in the end, on the river, do they have it or not? And that's a nebulous feel. And I think in the end, you do the math, you balance it out, but it goes by gut. That Ramunde Stevenson, Damian Harris, it's going to come down to feel because we really don't know what the coach is going to do all the time.
0: Yeah, and I, I, that's why I've always gone as poker is the perfect tie-in for fantasy football. I, I love that you said this. All in kid, that's where it came from. My first articles that I ever did on a blog spot, everything was poker themed. <laughs> everything yeah. was a blog spot way back in the day. But that's why, because you, you said it. This is the perfect example for anybody that's ever played poker. You can run the numbers. And guess what? You run the numbers, you'll be right more than you're wrong. But how do you even get that extra edge? Why are the people like Phil Ivey and Helmuth and all these Negranos, why are they the best in the business? It's because If they only played the numbers, they'd be like every other average, above average player. If you just only ran the numbers, only ran the projections, only did blank, 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 blank. Yeah, you'd win more often than you're not, but you'd probably be a third, fourth, fifth place team more often than not. You get to the top, like you just said, is knowing your knowledge and taking it that step further and being able to make the decisions of, you know, what it is the tough call, where do you go with it? So I I love the analogy. I'm glad you brought it up.
1: Yeah, well, because I'm watching high stakes poker again because it's back on and I keep flashing back to the Negrano Gus Hansen hand of a full house versus quads on high stakes poker. So that is driving this entire I've still. Ne-
0: I've seen quads in person plenty of times. I've never seen quads beat a full house. I have seen quads beat a flush. So that, yeah. that's I mean, that's pretty big. You're not, And it was a high end flush, too. So that's never, I think that I've never you know, I've, I've seen a straight flush I actually had one in my life. Uh-huh. Uh, it was it was I think it was what? Four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, four, five, six. Yeah, it was a four to eight flush, uh, straight flush. I've never seen a royal flush. I've played for 15, 12 years. I've never seen a royal flush, still to this day.
1: Yeah, me neither. I've seen the straight flushes and I've gotten crushed on them with a full house at the Taj Mahal, but I have never seen a straight flush. Absolutely.
0: It's just, it's crazy how, how much you can play and still never seen it. I've seen quads beat quads, but I've still, I want to see a royal flush one day. Just to say I sat at the table and saw it happen.
1: You want to see a Royal Flush. I want to see the old Odell Beckham. Are we going to see that with the Rams? Is this going to work out? Uh,
0: yes and no. I don't, we're, I don't know that we're ever going to see the old Odell Beckham, like we were thinking top five wide receiver in the NFL. He's right. also 29 going on 30. And that, I'm not even saying that's a big case of it is, But the, the, the truth is, is there is underlying facts. in what Sean McVay said is that, you know, that Odell Beckham doesn't fit Robert Wood's role. But neither does really R- R- Van Jefferson. But that's why they're talking about and knock or however you ever say his name. Right. He went to right. Notre Dame. I still don't know how to pronounce his last <laughs> name properly. <laughs> right. uh, but we'll just call him Sko. Uh, but really what it comes down to is because Woods is used so much as a pass blocker. But I, I don't think that he's going to be taken away after the bye. I think it's going to be Odo Beckham and Van Jefferson. And what I'll say, it'll be like is probably, uh, you know, I was going to compare it to the Bengals, but Tyler Boyd's the clear third. Michael Gallup is the clear third. I actually think this is more of, you know, we have Cup as the clear one, but they're going to alternate wide receiver three values. Like one week it'll be one, one week it'll be both, and then one week it'll be neither. But I think it's going to be both or wide receiver threes with high ceilings, low floors, and that's what we're looking at going forward. So I don't think we'll ever get the old 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 Beckham back, but we'll get a better version than we saw with Cleveland.
1: Well, speaking of old versions, when Derrick Henry went down in Tennessee, I was all over social media saying Adrian Peterson is not the mm. pickup. I get he'll get the goal line touches, 36 and a half. I was championing Jeremy McNichols, which may be because- Jake, I picked up Jeremy McNichols and Scott Fishbowl and I'm doing well, but I did have my first loss this past weekend. So I think I was forcing the narrative with McNichols in the end was Deontay Foreman hiding in plain sight. And is that the best choice for the Titans rest of season? He
0: wasn't really hiding. I mean, I was a Foreman fan a couple of years ago. The yeah. problem is, is injuries of his own. And then out of football, there's only so much we could have put into the fact of you know, the, before we even saw him step on the field. Everything there was pointing to Peterson being the lead, quote unquote, in the red zone and McNichols keeping the McNichols role. That's one of the things, like where I said, go grab Adrian Peterson over McNichols for the long hauls, because I was on the side of McNichols role isn't changing. I was right about that. McN- yep. McNichols is right. just McNichols. Yep. Some guys are like that. The difference is wasn't expecting as much flash that we saw from Foreman, which if you what we've seen, you would assume other teams have seen it and have picked him up at this point. And that's where you kind of go like, look, go back to the projections in the gut and the, you know, the analysis we know through watching football is we're not always even going to be 100% right there. But every, reading the quote-unquote tea leaves, there was no reason to think Foreman looked that good. But I think we are now seeing that Foreman could edge him out. The only concern is that Adrian Peterson still got some touches in the red zone. Uh, Foreman did get a goal line touch himself, but or go, I say actually inside the 10, whatever it might be. But the point being is, I don't know if this is going to clear up 100%. I don't think they're going to completely go away from Adrian Peterson. So what I say is it's just a slightly better version of the Houston Texans, and I want nothing to do with it until we're down to two people. Maybe, maybe they let Adrian Peterson go like the Ravens just let Le'Veon Bell go, and then we're mm-hmm. happy. But as it stands right now, I don't really want to deal with this mess.
1: I don't want to deal with it. I have to tell you, I am rooting for Foreman because I remember that two touchdown game back in 2017 before he's t- he tore his Achilles on the last touchdown run. Yes. Overall, yes. RB4 uh, performance, yet only had 10 carries in the game. So I guess he's an easy guy to root for, but you're right. I, mean, I you're had right him on that. so many Dynasty teams, too. And yes. it's just like, it's painful. Yes. And now he's here. That Well, RBs don't matter. This is Rotoviz. You, you know that, right? But, yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah. Uh, let's go. Of, Continue. Course. <laughs> uh, of course. Of <laughs> course. Uh, Russ is back. He did not look good up in the cold in Green Bay there. Of course, has the repaired finger. I have to tell you, I love them this week in a spot against Arizona coming home. Are they going to yet again, except for last year where it was reversed, right? Russ was hot early. He was the MVP candidate. Then at the end of the season, he did nothing. Normally, it's the reverse. Are we entering the Russ cooking zone and can he get going here at the end of the season for fantasy owners?
0: i'd still give it one more week uh, i have him as a fringe qb1 this week and you know maybe he does show up back at home and it has nothing to do with russell wilson it has nothing to do with arizona's defense it has nothing to do with anything but that finger he was the fourth highest off target throws percentage wise last week uh, along the lines of mike white and trevor Simeon. or was it simeon who's i forget who the other one was but point being he was beyond awful. And it, the thing was, too, it was almost double his highest. for the. So his highest before this game was 9.7. He was up over 17% off-target throws. And you mentioned the cold was probably a factor in that finger as well. But every report, every doctor, every news site that does, like has injury reports said, this is too soon. We don't care how good he looks, that he can flex his finger. This is too soon. They were all right. That's why they're doctors and we're not. I, would I would give it one more game. You know, I'm not going to say bench Russell Wilson for Daniel Jones, but at the same time, when you say Russ cook, I say, you know, at Washington the week after that home, back to San Francisco at Houston at LA home to Chicago, home to Detroit. Hell yes. There is not a cold weather game left. That's outside unless Washington surprisingly is really cold on my birthday. Uh, but ah, really what it, yeah, yeah. But really what it comes down to is I think he could this week. But I would bank on it happening
1: come next week. So if we want to see Swedish chef Russ Wilson, we got to wait another week is what you're saying <laughs> I'd say one more
0: week. But it wouldn't surprise me if it happened. It just it all comes down to that finger. And that's a You saw that little thing that he has on his finger. It's like this half like plasticky kind of wrap type of thing. There's got to be some limited flexibility in that as well. And if you're th- that's a lot of pressure that that finger creates on the football to to, to begin with.
1: Next up, I'm going to combine these two questions together. So the Thursday night football game, we are ready to go here. Patriots and Falcons. One person who's not ready is l. Patterson, who has been the comeback player of the year and the best 30-year-old breakout I think we've ever seen. Mike Davis, huge disappointment for fantasy owners. Wayne Gallman last week, 43% of the snaps, 15 rushes, 76 total yards, 8.6 fantasy points, RB 34. But – Is he better than Mike Davis? Is there value here? And what do you think about this game as a whole? Pats favored by seven on a short week, which as we saw can be a frisky number with the Dolphins and Ravens.
0: Yeah, there's a lot going on here. So Cordell Patterson is going to game time decision, which everybody out there is saying, don't expect him to play. So let's say he doesn't play. I have Gallman barely in front of Mike Davis. There's not, this is one of those things like we're doing our best to kind of sift through the not the noise here and really you know you had Mike Davis the majority of the touches you saw Gallman get sprinkled in and then Gallman saw the majority of his work towards the end of that game with North Cordell Patterson was that tell us that they wanted to evaluate Gallman as the potential lead because they are seeing not much out of Mike Davis or was that a situation of what that game was already at that point it, it's tough so we have to sit here and say Gallman's looked better not like we're not talking Deontay Foreman looking more explosive than Adrian Peterson. He's just looked mildly better, and we've seen Goldman from last year. But also, the Giants' run scheme is a little different than the Atlanta run scheme, so Goldman was a little bit better of a fit for the Giants in their style versus the Falcons. I'm not saying he can't work. I think they give him a chance, and like I said, I would, I would say the floor is still with Mike Davis. I'm putting Goldman in front of Mike Davis because I'm just going to go for the upside. Do I want? RB 28 this week, nah, I'm just going to go for, you know what, maybe Goldman gets me two, but if anybody's going to get me 16 plus, I think it's Goldman and that's where I'm going for. And then you mentioned the line, I hate to bet on Atlanta to cover after last week. (laughs) A lot of people thought they were interesting cover last week. That did not happen. But you mentioned the short week and against the Patriots. I think it could. Um, I'm just, I'm one of those people that similar to staying away from certain backfields. I just stay away from betting atlanta like they just never seem to make sense no matter what
1: and that seven number is just high you don't want to bet you know the three and a half the seven this could get up to seven and a half and i think the most reliable unit which is what i usually go by in the bets is the patriot defense but I want no part of this. At no, home, so Kyle Pitts. I might tease up. it up yes, if I could. Yes. Yes. There it is. Look at Jake. He's giving betting advice. I mean, the guy, the guy's a <laughs> renaissance, man. Uh, well, when you wake up in the morning, this came from Sean Siegel. When you wake up in the morning, what type of juice are you going with? Cranberry, orange, grapefruit. Sean loves pineapple. What gets you started in the morning?
0: So none. I'm not a juice guy. Okay. Uh, so what is in my glass here, I'll tell you it is strawberry flavored. But it's amino energy strawberry flavored Uh -uh. drink because it tastes like Starburst in a can. That's why it tastes like strawberry Starburst. So I am. And it's actually mixed a little bit with a protein drink that I have. That's a pre-made protein drink, too. So I have never been a juice guy. I'm also because I'm super anti-pulp. I don't want any pulp. But if I was forced out of that list, you know, pineapple juice is sneaky good. I will. Sean is right on that one like <laughs> out of that list like or fresh squeezed orange juice really good if you could get the pulp out too, grapefruit too bitter cranberry too bitter you got to mix it with some pineapple juice i used to you know get those pineapples and just drink the juice right out of the can too so i, I would say he's sneaky good call on that one
1: yeah we talked about it with chris raybon too we love the fresh squeezed orange juice we just don't love paying seven dollars for it when we go right. out <laughs> for squeeze. that's the only problem
0: like if you do it in the back instead of at my table can i save two bucks like is yes. that it works
1: right. Just get a juicer at home and slam it over the top. Uh, (laughs) Next question, and I will lead the witness here, Jake. For some reason, I'm on the Vikings. I love the Vikings all year. I got a future on them to win the division. That's not going to happen. But is there a team you think is undervalued that can go on a run late season here, maybe make a push for the playoffs?
0: Yeah. Uh oh, for a push for the playoffs. I was thinking of an undervalued team that could go on a run as in like uh fantasy wise. so, so fantasy wise,
1: yeah, go with fantasy. It's fine.
0: Fa- fantasy, I was gonna, you know, I gotta tie the Eagles into this. Um, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. one is I'm getting tired of every single week. I get two, three, four questions of like, should I go grab a quarterback or make a trade because Jalen Hurts is gonna get benched? I'm like, Oh my god, this is not happening, people. <laughs> like, stop. Like Jalen Hurts is the answer. Even if he wasn't, it wasn't gonna happen until the last week of the season. You're not caring about the last week of the season to see if they evaluate Gardner Minshew as their potential backup for next year for whoever they draft. Anyway, it's not happening. You look at their schedule on top of it. Uh, if they could get some clarity in the backfield it would be nice, but I'm more talking about the fact that Devontae Smith could be a winner. Yep. Uh, you could possibly see some value out of Quez Watkins if he continues to pass Rager mm-hmm. or maybe Rager wakes back up. But, you know, Dallas got her healthy. I'm looking at Washington Giants, Washington to finish off their schedule. By the way, they have a week 14 bye, which is rough. But right before that, giants jets like like the philly the entire nfc east the way that they at that division towards the end of the season they're all facing each other like three or four times within a five week yep. span it's crazy and if you want to just go after this entire division i would say so and to be honest with you you know what I'll, I'll put them in this conversation the eagles seem like they're kind of out of it but given that schedule and if you notice dallas isn't on there giants jets washington giants washington they could go 5-0, and oh, and all of a sudden, I'll, I'll answer your question on that as well. They could sneak back into the
1: playoffs. Yeah, I've been again. I was against Jalen Hurts early in the year, but I mean the production has been there. And look, you go to Denver, mile high, and go against Vic Fangio, and you post those numbers. Then I'm not afraid of the rest of the season. Ray Bomb made a great point in that if they really were interested in Gardner Minshew, how come he was not activated for most of the year, and they finally did? It's not like they were saying, "Look, we think he can definitely threaten them." Let's not activate him on game day, and that's a really fair point. Hurts is rushing to Flacco to get to get Minshew activated. Who's actually starting this week, Joe Flaccoon. There you go. <laughs> Miracles happen. A dynasty running back value, Jonathan Taylor, I get. But there's been a hot debate after that. And I particularly want to get your thoughts because I remember at, at Flex Leagues, we're all talking about Saquon Barkley. He was mm-hmm. falling to the mid-second round. And look, he's looked good. The issue has been the unfortunate injury luck. And that's the problem, which you can't account right. for. But where do you rank the other guys, Swift, Harris, McCaffrey, Barkley, in terms of dynasty value?
0: You know, it's the funny thing is, I wasn't even going to include Swift in this. Uh, mostly, okay. because, again, his situation. I People can go back. I love DeAndre Swift, the player. When they came out of the draft, there was three running backs in that tier one for me. You can go back and look. It was Taylor Swift and Dobbins. And yes, I said Taylor Swift in that order on purpose. <laughs> uh, but maybe you can get hit with some SEO on that one, Taylor Swift. We're yeah. <laughs> talking talk about her songs it, yeah, right I'm now. Uh, they really, look, I still think that, you know, in a lot of other situations, Swift would be in that conversation. Barkley, yeah, you freak injury. Like he was looking so good and then he just steps on a person's foot, which could happen to anybody. Right. I'd say next year I would lean Taylor being the number 1. I think there's still a conversation to be had. You know, you could still say dynasty going forward. I know there's a lot of injuries piling up, but at this point, what do we just see Christian McCaffrey do without even scoring a touchdown? Like it's 56% just, snap.
1: share. He did that on it's crazy.
0: Just, uh, it's insane. So I think McCaffrey, you could still argue for it. I know you're going to say limited window, probably two or three more years versus potentially five or six. And I get it. That's why I said I would probably still go Taylor, but I think that McCaffrey could still be in the conversation. Barkley hundred percent, especially because it finally sounds like no more Garrett, no more Gettleman moving on from that nonsense. So yep. somebody else. Can unlock Barkley or get him the hell off this team with somebody else to unlock him. Najee Harris, I'm glad you said that because Najee Harris is essentially almost Christian McCaffrey, just not without the production on the per catch basis. And you know what? I'm going to say, call me crazy. If he didn't get hurt, I think Derrick Henry would still be in this conversation. Derrick Henry, yeah. just two years of only over 300 carries, only two years. And people are like, oh, this is what happens. No, this is what happens because like Saquon Barkley is a freak injury. Is that you're going to say that Saquon Barkley He's injury prone? No, he re- stepped on the dude's ankle. The freak injury to Derrick Henry was a freak injury, stepped on the outside of his foot the wrong way. And maybe people want to argue, well, it's a 6'5", six, 6'4", six, guy, 250, and that was a built-up injury. Okay, if you're a doctor somewhere and you want to tell me that, then I will relent and say, you know what, you're right. Okay, there's legitimate concern about Derrick Henry. <laughs>
1: I've asked everyone about the top Dynasty wide receiver. The overwhelming response has been Chase, although maybe you're going to mm-hmm. go Jefferson, CeeDee Lamb, A.J. Brown, D.K., Devontae Adams, still some people like him because they think, you know, he'll go with Rodgers or, or how it's going to move forward. Where are you, Dynasty top couple wide receivers here? Because I, I think it's Chase, but a lot some people are arguing Jefferson.
0: It's funny. You, uh, those are all the names that I listed right next to him. I had Jamar Chase a couple weeks ago. I was like, we're already talking about him in redraft as potential top 10, if not potential top five. And then yep. I said in Dynasty, he's in the conversation. Let's start the Dynasty conversation. Devontae Adams, I'll kick out for two reasons. One is we don't know where he is next year. You don't, If he's with Aaron Rodgers, that's great. But still, what do we get? Two more years, maybe of that, yeah. and that's including Aaron Rodgers into that equation. Sure. Maybe if Devonte Adams goes somewhere, like you know, if you switched, and it wouldn't happen, but if you switch Devonte Adams and Jamar Chase, you could say, "All right, now he's got Burrow for a couple years at least." So, but I'm going to kick Adams out of that conversation. DK Metcalf, I'll kick out as well. As much as I love DK Metcalf, it's just that consistency, that floor is just that's what I'm looking for from the other guys. And I would say AJ Brown, but the inch, I love AJ Brown. Like I. I think the conversation could start with AJ Brown being with Justin Jefferson and Chase is like good call, but it's just stay healthy is my biggest thing. And you just saw it last week too, is he can get just phased out of a game because of the team he's on some of these. And that's the thing. Some of these are factored in because of where they are in the situations they're in. So my three would be lamb chase and Justin Jefferson. And between chase and Justin Jefferson, the reason I gave chase this one edge is because again, situation, Kirk Cousins how much longer is he? The answer to the Vikings. And then what do they do if he's not? Do they bring in a free agent who's similar to him or do they go back to the draft and all of a sudden it's a mess for Jefferson? So that's really what it comes down to. We know Chase has Burrow for at least three to four more years at minimum.
1: Now brag, Jake, you're allowed to brag here. Give me two preseason guys you were right about, two guys <laughs> that you felt you nailed. The one that I'm going with is Cooper Cup. To me, it wasn't that hard. He did all that with Jared Goff. Stafford's there, McVeigh touchdown regression, however you want to, to look at it. I loved Cooper <laughs> Cup. Give me a couple guys you nailed in the preseason.
0: Uh, well, I go back to Hertz and Devontae Smith with him. Uh, and Devontae Smith isn't even in that great, but just the fact of what he was. Uh, I was very much on Pittman and Mooney. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the big th- – I'll give you three. The big three that are on were two running backs. There's Michael Carter and Damian uh, Harris. And Damian Harris, like even with his injury, like Damian Harris was the fact that like people remember if I was going on preseasons, preseason is that he's not – Christian McCaffrey, he's not even, you know, Kareem Hunt, but he is capable as a pass catcher. And that's what I kept saying is this is the time, like, you have to go back to the Robert Edwards, Lawrence Maroney, Dylan days. But at the same time, the point is, is just because Bilicek, frustrates us with backfields doesn't mean he won't use a bell cow quote unquote harris masks what you're going to do in all three downs and that's why i was on harris and that's why harris is having this good season the stevenson things is cloud things but at least even at this point i'd still call even if harris was rb3 level the rest of the season i'd still call that a win the michael carter one was i kept i said out of the draft he was on the same level tier wise talent wise as javante williams got overlooked in college excellent kept saying austin eckler like ability uh, not quite Austin Eckler. I, I still take Eckler every single day, but now we're seeing that even on a bad team, what Michael Carter could be. Uh, so I, I love that it's happening. And I I will say this. I technically also missed at the same time because I said Carter and Williams would both be clear leads by week eight or nine. Williams is still this 50-50 split. At least Carter got his, but I was expecting Melvin Gordon to get kicked to the side a little bit here.
1: He, and Williams looks so damn good, Jake, from the eye test. Every time you see him, you're like, why is he not getting more touches? And I get it. Gordon is hanging around like John Malkovic in Rounders, but come on. Williams looks so damn good. <laughs> I, I like the reference there. I forgot the third. I was going to say Brandon
0: Cooks. Brandon Cooks was... I, I kept screaming at people the fact that he was going near like the 10th round. I was like, I don't care what team, who your quarterback is. I will be your quarterback. If you're going to walk into 150 plus targets, you're a wide receiver three. And he's been putting up wide receiver two numbers. Oh, my God. I have Brandon Cooks like a, almost every single team.
1: That, that's probably the one I hit the most, most, most. And it doesn't matter the quarterback he always produces. Jake, Halo, Go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I you know i was so excited for i haven't been able to play infinite i downloaded it because i saw that got the early release and the beta's out and i'm super excited but maybe on friday i don't have any time during the nfl season right. but i did my top 10 multiplayer maps uh some honorable mentions in the list with the rankings as i mentioned uh earlier it's funny like everybody just loves it because everybody's happy to see hello back even though admittedly my fantasy prowess does not carry over to fa- Halo. I suck at Halo. Uh, I'm maybe one to one kill death ratio for what everybody knows okay. out there. Right, I, I am rough in Halo. I am not that great on pistols or with pistols. That's actually why I even mentioned in the, co- like, I have Hang'em High, the eighth best map. People okay. argued it should be higher. The reason it's not is because I suck with pistols. And if you suck with pistols, <laughs> you can't. Just, like you know what? I don't suck with pistols. I suck with ac. It's funny. I suck with accuracy for being so accurate. I suck with accuracy. I'm not a very good, accurate shooter. So I want the bigger, I want rocket launchers, explosions, the will the late, like I want the bigger weapons. I want the, the multi, you know, the multi fire weapons. I need more than that. So, um, but if you don't have, I, I had to kind of loop blood gulch and coagulation together. And you can even ar- argue Valhalla and Ragnarok all, or it's essentially the same map. just, mixed up for Halo 3 and 4. But number one, lockout. Everybody loves lockout for a good reason. Lockout is the best. Halo 2 is amazing.
1: Uh, folks, last year was serial. This year it's <laughs> Halo. Where else are you going to hear coagulation on a <laughs> fantasy football podcast? That's why we have Jake on. Jake, Pittsburgh and the Chargers this week. Uh, Mike Tomlin has been very lucrative for those that are paying attention and betting. He is on an eight-game losing streak when he is a favorite, <laughs> and that held true against Detroit last week when it was laying eight, even when it dropped to five on the new Roethlisberger. However, as an underdog since 2018, 17-4 and four against the spread, that's 81%, and since September of 2019, 12-3, and three, winning at an 80% clip. <laughs> Lo and behold, he's playing the Chargers this week, and he's an underdog. What do we do here? <laughs>
0: Uh, t- Tomlin might be the, like, what? I don't know if it's him. I don't know what it is, but you were talking about the definition of playing to your competition. Yeah. Like it's, it's just the Steelers, but I think Steelers fans know this and know the feeling. I think the same to, you know, the NFC version of this, it's the Vikings. Like yes. they're, the Vikings and the Steelers are always in every single game. Yeah. And it's just like, how do you lose this one? But then you win this one. And it's just like, eh. so I, this is one of those ones. I, 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 I'm not saying uh, we could call it, confirmation bias with Tomlin because we're kind of looking at it and back like as you said like we're looking back and saying he's got all these numbers but at the same time when they're that many it's not a five game sample so honestly it comes down to hey you just said it you bet the other team when they're a heavy favorite and then you just take the Steelers when they're the underdog and you're gonna be winning like 80 percent
1: of the time I'll take it. It, it, it. 55% you're a legend. 80% this is insane. I I don't like trends usually, but we're going to stay with it until it rolls. Look for the Steelers, folks. I think Ben should be back. You heard anything about that? He should be back for this Charger game, right? It
0: sounds like, yeah. It sounds, yesterday, they sounded like the reports are he should be good to go.
1: Jake, if you weren't killing the sports uh, landscape here, what job would you be doing?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I honestly was thinking about it. The you know, I've had other jobs. I was an internet marketing manager. I opened a deli and that failed. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so everybody wants that story. I've, I've told that on <laughs> podcasts some places. I thought I wanted to do it, and I because we're I'm in Virginia. We don't have any good New York delis down here. And mm-hmm. That didn't work out, and also I ended up hating it. And unfortunately, that's a story for another day, but the job I enjoyed the most, it, like I wouldn't make any money doing it, but uh, just when I was, uh, do you remember Game Crazy? It was yeah. inside Hollywood Video oh, instead oh, of yeah, like, yeah, their yeah, version yeah, of GameStop. Yeah. yeah. That was the most fun I ever had. I know we we're just talking Halo and I'm not that big of a, like I don't play video games that much. I'm looking at them right there. That's why I'm looking off to the side is I don't play them that much because of my job, but I'd probably play them a little bit more is Game Crazy also lets you demo and play a lot of the video games in the stores with customers. like like So if I could do anything, because you, you said anything, so I'm assuming I have carte blanche money-wise too. I would open my own single Game Crazy and bring it back to life or resuscitate it like the one left-standing blockbuster video. Where is it? Like Washington or something like that. Yeah, yeah,
1: right, right, and
0: yeah. I would just run a video game sport store and hang out with people all day long and just have fun relaxing. Just taking it easy.
1: People love rankings. People love lists, which you do no problem on anything. Last year with cereal and th- and they love the passion. I think you'd be a hit. What happened with the deli? No no salami? You can't get like a salami oh, yeah. cheese. I, no, it's,
0: it's, it's the concept didn't connect here in Virginia. People can, I had people walk into the deli and call the deli asking if I had burgers and asking if I had <laughs> pasta. And I'm like, do you know what a deli is? Like, And I understand I was trying to bring it, but I didn't expect it was going to be that like detached. And right, then I had a lot of right. people coming in They're like seven 99, which that, if you look at prices today is not that ridiculous for five ounces of meat and an ounce of cheese on a big ass sandwich. But people are like seven 99. I could go to Subway and get a footlong for $5. I'm like, yeah. And do you know what you're getting from Subway for a $5? You're getting right. like this much meat, like minuscule amount of meat. Like, so it just didn't connect. And I also, people know this. I have like somewhat of a ornery personality at times. So like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, being the front man. My dad was initially helping out at the beginning. He's much more of a personality type than I was. I get, you know, frustrated with some of the customers who, that's the thing. If you're rude to me, I'm going to snap back. And of that course. doesn't work in a customer service business like that. Video game wise, I could do it differently. But, oh, yeah, the video games. Plus, I could have the whole Funko collection there and everything. Oh, so. man.
1: I'd love to see you on Shark Tank trying to pitch something against Mr. Wonderful. You would give it right back <laughs> to me. Great, great television. Yeah, I'm on a I'm on a mission to get fantasy football analyst fear factor or survivor. Obviously, you'd be at the top of the list. Just curious. Mm -hmm. What's what's one thing that you (laughs) would go and say, you know what? I'm out. I can't do this. Uh, Well,
0: I don't. Should I tell you, though, because if you're going to try to get it done, then there's (laughs) there's 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 no way on earth. There, I would do, uh, so, so there's one. I don't know if you could do this on Fear Factor, but I, like I'm not claustrophobic, but I am in the fact like I'll never go spelunking because I'm worried about getting stuck in like tight plate like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's a kind of aversion, I guess to so buried Columbia. alive
1: you're not doing buried alive
0: no ever <laughs> holy crap no like like every time like those, like uh what was that name the horror movie uh, now i'm having the the one where they went into the caves and it was underwater too and that's the biggest thing is like I, I worry about crawling forward and then not being able to turn back around and go back out um yeah. but anyway no it would be you know the funny thing is is i've become less scared of them as i've gone through my life not scared but like i'll kill them easier now but you put me in like a some type of contraption where i can't get out and i have to lay there and have it. spiders on top of me not doing it not yeah i've heard I will, listen i i do snakes all day long i could care less about snakes you could throw mice on top of me you could add like all those types of like anything spiders no i don't do spiders
1: i've heard spiders on this show we've heard the claustrophobia it's a very popular one closed air mri people don't like uh people have said fear of heights never bothered me Really? Not,
0: I haven't had an MRI, but I've been in a, I forget what it was, but I've been in something like an MRI and that didn't bother me because I know I can get out. That's the thing. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the fact of knowing I can get out is got versus it. like, like, I'll give you a good example is this isn't claustrophobia, but when I was on a six hour flight, I did have like halfway through the flight, I got a little bit of apprehension. Cause it's like, if I wanted to get up and go out, I can't, I am stuck yep. in yeah. this for another three hours.
1: Yep. <laughs> I'm the same way. I just need to be able to move around. Totally agree. Yeah. All right, let's do one word react here. Give me a reaction for the rest of season when I give you the following. First, okay. the Arizona offense. I
0: saw this list that you sent to me, and I, I wanted to wait to do this live, so I didn't like previous. I would Good say movie. frustrating. Yep frustrating horizontal
1: uh, raid uh, there's injuries <laughs> hopkins i, I was kind of cool on hopkins last year he smashed this year he hasn't been great and the kyler murray thing jake i think is starting to linger a little bit
0: it is uh people ask me like i don't have him in my rankings this week jake they have that buy next week it just seems obvious like why bring him back but we've seen teams do this before like it seemed like the bears would just say why bring back montgomery right before the buy and they did and he looked great so if murray's out there there's no question on playing murray but yeah. Hopkins not seen his 24, 25% target share. You know, Christian Kirk's a thing one week. AJ Green was a thing for a few weeks. Rondell Moore looks great, but so far down the depth chart, uh, James is fun for right now, but last week was saved on his touchdown, yep. uh, mostly because Colt McCoy destroyed that offense. And, you know, with Kyler Murray, I expect better things for James Conner, but he could honestly get left out any given game. Even with no admins, I just think it, like we know what it could be. It's just frustrating that it's going to be as inconsistent as it potentially could be.
1: I kind of feel like two has gotten a, a raw deal here. He was injured in college. He was the absolute slam number one pick. Then he gets injured. He drops a little bit. Dolphins take him, star Fitzpatrick, slide him in before he's ready, Mm -hmm. kind of up and down. This year, they beat New England week one. Yes, it was a fumble by Damian Harris, but they played well. Then he gets hurt against the Bills, and now everyone's off of him. Mm -hmm. Dolphins fantasy value. What do you think?
0: Oh wow! As a sidebar, while well, I'm thinking, I would love to see the Giants just go because I'm a Giants. Fan. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not a Giants fan until they get rid of Gettleman and the rest. But yeah. <laughs> I would like. To, yeah. I would love to see the Dolphins give up on Tua, and yeah. then a team like the Giants go like, "Fine, we'll take Absolutely. them." We'll, you know, a, somebody's going to get somebody's going to get some value out of them. That, that's I'll say, limited yeah. is what it is because Tua. I think I'm with you. I I was I have two in a lot of teams this year. Unfortunately, <laughs> at this point, I don't anymore because I had to make a change because of the injuries, not because of the play but limited because I don't want to do anything with his backfield. I hate Miles Gaskin. He's the new Jared Cook. He shows up when he's not supposed to. He doesn't show yeah. up when he is supposed yeah. to. He's not predictable in the matter. He's the Steelers. Oh, no. He's the inverse of the Steelers. He's not predictable. He yes. doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's just like you the can't play Miles Gaskin.
1: Yes, the bizarre. Yeah, it's like
0: you just have to almost put him out there every single week and take the twos with the fifteens. Mm-hmm. Um, but if Will Fuller could come back, we might have a little bit more. But right now, it's just Waddle and Gasicki. And that's why mm-hmm. I say limited.
1: You're a Giant fan and you have Giant history. I, I put this one in there because my Giant fans do not want to admit that Kadarius Tony was was overdrafted. They don't want to admit. They want to force him to be good. So I'm asking you. He looked great against the Cowboys. He produced. Then everyone was back on him. He didn't produce. Kadarius Toney, one word, rest of season. <laughs>
0: Preview Okay. of 2022. Okay. They drafted him with Sterling Shepard. Likely being out the door next year, they can very small dead cap hit. I know they moved his cap around a little bit, yep. but I don't know if that's going to affect how much his dead versus the real cap hit is for next year. And they have seven players accounting for over a one hundred million dollars next year. Thank you, gentlemen, for ruining this organization for who yep. was up next. Yep. <laughs> you, you just hamstrung this entire team. Mm-hmm. But. Is Sterling Shepard, T- Kadarius Tony's the Sterling Shepard role, and that's why he looks so good because Daniel Jones needs that role. Again, I just mentioned the fact that it might not even be Daniel Jones next year, but. Darius Tony, whether or not being overdrafted, whether or not being similar to like Hardman when they drafted, him, not knowing if Tyreek Hill was going to be around with the Chiefs situation. He was drafted for a reason. He's got a lot of upside. He's got a lot of flash. He is not a true number one in the NFL, but this is a, what we've seen is a preview for what he could do next year. And I think next year he could easily be a top 30 wide receiver. It's going to depend a lot on what the Giants look like next year, though.
1: And the last one, I'm still kicking myself. I did not start Brian Edwards this week. I went with McCole Hartman and Scott Fishbowl. Very annoyed, but Brian Edwards, I, I like him. He he just Raybon came on. He says just not very good. He can't separate. I understand that, but obviously the rugs disaster tragedy. He's out. They got to Sean Jackson, Brian Edwards. Rest of season,
0: sneaky. Okay. And like sneaky good. Uh, yeah. I was somebody who I didn't start him in very many leagues last week either because I did want to see it as well. But I told everybody last week, I do not drop Brian Edwards. Don't after one bad game. And it was because of Deshaun Jackson coming in. And you know what? Deshaun Jackson didn't even play that much in that game. Correct. But what they did, and the reason I kept saying about it, is look Brian Edwards, no, he's not a great separator. You know who also wasn't a great great separator? Des Bryant, Des Bryant. Who goes down as cool.
1: yep.
0: I'm not saying Brian Edwards is Des Bryant. You know who else isn't a good separator? Kenny Galladay. Kenny yeah, Galladay can't separate true. with Jack. And yeah. when healthy, he was, you know, we saw the numbers. Not every receiver needs to be everything. That's why these aren't top 10 wide receivers, not even top 20 wide receivers. But can Brian Edwards be sneaky, low-end wide receiver three now that Zay Jones slash... Deshaun Jackson have replaced what Henry Ruggs was doing. And that's why I was on Brian Edwards is because Henry Ruggs fills the stretch the field, get downfield Deshaun Jackson in his prime. Devontae Smith now stretch that. So Brian Edwards doesn't need to separate, doesn't need to go deep with the corner on his hip and not getting open anyway, yep. but can do what he does well. He needs a field stretching number two alongside of him because Renfro doesn't do him any favors underneath because the coverage is brought in when you're going after Renfro and Waller. So he's not going to separate, and that's not helping him. So that's why I would say sneaky, fringy wide receiver three going forward. I think Brian Edwards could be a surprise for some people.
1: Jake, amazing stuff. Last question, then we will get you out of here. You are the prediction guru. Give me one fantasy playoffs. Give me a CJ Anderson, a Dion Lewis. Give me something here that you think is sort of a bold prediction, but it's going to come true here down the stretch.
0: Oh, wow. Like I would say, hmm, bold prediction. David Montgomery Mm. pulls what he did last year Uh. and is a top 10 running back and wins people's leagues again, because again, check the schedule. Detroit, Arizona, Green Bay, Minnesota, Seattle, New York Giants. You know what happened last year? He got the same schedule almost again this year. They brought him back, as I just mentioned earlier. When you see teams bring back a running back or any player, and the person in front of him was playing well, and they bring him back either ahead of time or just like bring him back, like, boom, as soon as he's off the IR, they bring him back, expect them to go right back to their work because why else would you do that? And they did that before the bye. And then again, I just mentioned that schedule in the Minnesota, in Minnesota, Seattle, New York Giants, that's the final three games. Yep. Uh, Montgomery, top 10 running back to win people's titles. There's your bold prediction.
1: The Bears are committed to it. And Jake is committed to winning you fantasy leagues, which is why you should listen. Follow him on Twitter at all in kid Jake, senior writer, athletic, flex leagues, bets media, everything that you do. <laughs> Honor to have you on, my friend. I know you're busy. Thanks so much for a few minutes.
0: Oh, I appreciate it.